Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I think that on the merits, uh, Attorney General Barr is correct uh, that this is justified. This, the case is very strong and we will have to see how things proceed. Wow. Um, we're not going to talk near as much about it today as yesterday. I, I don't know if I can. I might, oh, no, uh, might no, lose no, my mind. No. But uh, I wanted to hear that just because that's Ben Dominich. And it do- doesn't matter if you know his act or not. But, man, he supports Trump. I mean, he twists himself into knots to figure out ways that things are okay for Trump and said this is not good. <laughs> so that's a bad sign. Um, Anywho, again, the headline is old man signs paperwork at courthouse in Florida. So, uh and we'll have uh, $50 million worth of media resources dedicated to watching the old man report to the government building to sign the paperwork. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, so the inflation numbers are out, and I just I always like the way it's couched in different places. So it's half what it was at its peak, which is absolutely true. It's also twice what it was before the pandemic started, which oh, is also perspective, tr- which is also true. So there you go. So, um, and also I've never understood any of this stuff. I'm not an economist and I'm not going to become one, the dismal science, but they always give you the, the headline number and the, all the headlines. And then the second paragraph is the core number, which is what economists mostly look at. Well, then why didn't you put that in the headline? Why don't you use the number economists think is the most important number? Why do we use a different number? I don't under, I've never understood this. 
But anyway. Well, and, and the media acts like, <laughs> you know, well, people get used to hearing the, uh, that, the big number, the not core number, though, whatever that term is. And, but you're the media. Right. And if, if you're going to say one paragraph later, the number most economists think is the most relevant number is, well, then start with that one. Go with that one. <laughs> anyway, that one is at 5.3%. That's Oof. when you strip out food and fuel because they're so volatile. The core prices is up 5.3% in May compared to last year at this time, which is really something slightly higher than what economists had expected. So, okay, so that's the opposite of the other number you're giving. I don't know. I don't want to get bogged down in that. Um, the other question is, is the Fed going to raise interest rates uh, again? They have 10 times in a row. They're meeting this week. They have 10 times in a row now, and there's some argument that it's slowed enough, inflation is slowed enough that they don't need to keep uh, raising interest rates, which are now over 5%. I don't know. Um, car prices, by the way, are settling down a little bit, they think. But listen to this. The price of new cars was 4.7% higher in May than a year earlier. They were crazy oh. high a year ago. 4.7% higher than that. And... I've been at a number of car dealerships just kind of for fun. My son's really into cars. Practically every new car you look at, you know how it used to be? You look at the, the that complicated government piece of paper they put on there with the the phony mileage and everything like that, and right, yeah. and then and then they go through all the stuff and then they got the price and then you'd think, okay, so if they're asking fifty, I'll offer them forty or whatever. You know, that's that's not the price you're going to pay. It's the opposite now. It'll right. say sixty five under there plus ten thousand. Just cause, or plus fifteen thousand, just cause we can, just cause it's you don't the, have any if choice. If you want the car fee, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want this, you better pay that much because somebody else will fee. So that's just unbelievable. Yeah, that that is yeah. still the case. You know, getting back to the Fed thing briefly, I was reading in the journal, the Wall Street Journal. I say the journal so I sound cool. Um, <laughs> that uh, the that whole couple of banks collapsing thing has led to some real concern that's lingered in the banking industry. And so credit has gotten like tighter than they want it to be. What do you do if that's the case? You lower the Fed rate. But the Fed is not in a rate lower in mood. In fact, quite the opposite. So it's a little complicated trying to figure out what they're going to do this time. I wouldn't be surprised to see if they stand pat, but my prediction is useless, so forget I said it. The fifth paragraph in the journal says core consumer prices climbed 5.3%. Economists see core prices as a better predictor of future inflation. Then why isn't that the headline? Okay, I'll leave that alone. You're the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) Exactly. You You lead. Go ahead and choose the number you think is most important to put at the top. I don't understand. Right. Um, One more thing. The U.S. economy has maintained momentum this year, staving off predictions of a recession. The job market remains robust, which is good news or bad news. I'm not sure. And consumers have boosted their spending. The one measure shows economic output is following a possible credit crunch following the March collapse of the regional banks that you just mentioned. Right. Yeah. Uh, how long can that go on? I had a conversation with people IRL the other day about that. How long can people continue to? I was talking about the how, you know, we we're talking about inflation, this and that, but restaurants, airports, theme parks are all still packed. Um, well, how long can that continue? Is everybody putting that on the credit card? How is that working out? 
They do one of those, they pick a family and use them as an example in the Wall Street Journal today. A guy named um, a Williams, 45 years old, has got a couple of kids, and he's talking about how expensive it is to have his two kids playing on traveling sports teams right now. Airline tickets, hotels, all that has gone up. The fees to participate in the tournaments has gone up. Prior to the pandemic, those fees might have been $40. Now they're $65, $75, $85 for the kids to play. And how he's ha- he decided to cancel his cable plan, which was $230 a month to try to offset mm-hmm. it. But everything I have noticed, everything is, I haven't been able to adjust my head to. I'm shocked every time I'm hit with a number. Like, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Everything's different now. It costs what to do what? Yeah. Crazy. Whether you're this municipal swimming pool or whatever you're doing. I remember when I could take my best girl to the Nickelodeon for a nickel. Right. And that was two years ago. And then bang my, my switchblade on the brain barrel to get it all bent. Anyway, uh, speaking of things consumers do, I thought this was interesting from the WAPO. We've posted a link under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, the do's and don'ts of using home security cameras that see everything. And it's a little long and a little technical. It's the sort of thing you ought to just keep around, uh, but print that out and keep it or whatever. Uh, and, and certainly go with Simply Safe, uh, for your home security, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. But they talk about how hackable systems can be and how you need to be careful where you put your cameras because they're so hackable and how to use encryption and change the default passwords and, uh, set, uh, set up a separate Wi-Fi network. It's all sorts of really good advice. What, so anyway, that's what, at armstrongyegetty.com. What do they mean by you need to be concerned about where you put your cameras? Is that the walking around naked concern? Uh, yeah. and uh, If you, you want know, to see the, me naked, knock yourself out. It's uh, it's not going to be what you were hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're talking about positioning it so uh, you know it doesn't catch bathrooms, for instance, or into your kid's room. <laughs> bathroom? Because, You're really oh, yeah. a weirdo. Yeah, you really are. But some people don't think about that. Or into your kid's room is not good because uh, hackers are big into blackmailing kids. If they see the kids doing something, the kid oh, would be wow. embarrassed to be seen that they'll blackmail the kids. Kids have committed suicide over this. How? how I just this popped into my head. How many parents have put cameras in their kids' bedrooms? So it's more of a keeping an eye on my kids than it is keeping an eye on crime. You know, the old right. nanny cam that right. was a thing for a while. Do, do people do that? I haven't done that. But is that a common thing? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I It'd imagine it happens. Su- of course it happens. be super easy now for me to have a camera in the corner of both my kids' bedrooms running constantly. And if I get a question about something, I could go back and roll through the tape. I'm not going to tell anybody how to raise their kids, but unless you have like a serious problem with they've been arrested a couple of times mm-hmm. or there's a serious substance abuse problem, uh, oh, that's a bad way to go. I wonder that's if it's, a bad way to be. I wonder if it's the future, though. As we get no, more and no, more on camera terrible. all the time. No, no, I reject that. I reject it, uh, and I reject you even asking the question. It's <laughs> okay. a sick question. You reject the question. So is that yes. the opposite of I take your question? Uh, yes, that is exactly. I reject your question. Okay. That's the question of an ass. Uh, do you say the, uh, the, the, um, the question of an ass? Huh. I'm just, I'm enraged, as you can tell. Quick survey, because I need to know this for myself. Michael, how many times yeah. do you use your towel? Do you, you dry yourself off in the shower before you wash it? How many times? Probably, uh, three or four. Three or four. Katie, how many times do you use your towel, your towel when you shower before you wash it? I would probably say two to three. Joe? 
way more than that. <laughs> I'm, I'm way more than that also. Hanson? Yeah. Okay, so did the first two answers, now do you feel more comfortable? Yeah, Maybe you didn't I, answer I, completely honestly. Oh, oh how interesting. Because Joe was the first person with the cojones to step up and say, I go longer than that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Katie, or. No, I'm being legit. <laughs> okay, well, the lone female answer is probably, yeah, that makes sense. My my experience with women is they uh, wash their towel more frequently than, God, when I was a single man, I think, I God, there might have been, I might have gone a whole summer with the same towel. I don't know. The towel ain't junky till it's a little bit funky. <laughs> well, I'm clean. What am I doing? Right? I'm, I'm wiping off clean water from a clean right? body. How, That's what an is, excellent point. What is wrong with that? Yeah. You guys are gross. <laughs> if the towel don't stink, hang it on the sink. That's what I say. What? <laughs> hey, there's a little more on this security camera stuff if you want it. All right. But, uh, um, uh, also, it, it explains to you what your rights and privileges are if the police come asking for footage. Yeah. And yeah. You can certainly furnish anything you want. I mean, if there's somebody uh, burglaring the neighborhood, and you might have camera footage. I mean, share it anytime you want, but, but you do don't you have, have to. to do without a warrant. You uh, depends on where you are. Uh, San Francisco was the first town that changed that, right? In San Francisco, you have to. The businesses, I think, have to turn over their footage. That was a big first in the country ruling. Yeah, I only have a vague memory of that story, mm-hmm. so I'll take your word for it. But and uh, finally, don't be creepy. Tell people where your cameras are. Have guests over, and you remember that uh, big time real estate guy got busted in Northern California because he was perving on people. Well, He'd invite guests over. And- well, wait a second. So you have people over, which I I, I I have to use this only in theory. I've I haven't had anybody over to my house in so many years. I can't even remember what that would look like, and I don't plan to in the future. But um, uh, if I did in some weird circumstance where another human being was in my house other than my family, would I say to them? Like we're sitting down to dinner. Good. Again, I can't even imagine this scenario. But I would say to them, <laughs> there's a camera up there in the corner, just letting you know. Well, what? Uh, what does it say specifically? Uh, oops, that's the wrong section. Uh, there we go. Make sure everyone in the house is aware of where your cameras are and when they are on. Should I, ha- should I print out flyers? Like a little, like hand them a card when they walk through the door? Or one of those big uh, signs, smile, you're on video. That's what I'll do. I'll have a little one sheet, and it'll have uh, where the bathrooms are and uh, where the cameras are and any other pertinent information. You're going to hand a one sheet to your guests. (laughs) Surprising you don't have a lot of guests. (laughs) You know, I've got all sorts of great uh, consumer stuff that uh, I was hoping we could get to. We will eventually. I was wanting to talk about the intricacies of the the Trump indictment, but. Oh, jeez. Kidding. Completely kidding. Before we go to break, let's ponder the psychological experiment we did this last segment on the Armstrong and Getty Show where people were unwilling to answer honestly until someone else answers, answered honestly. Hmm? Let's think about that in our daily lives. It's a pretty well-known facet of uh, polling and economics and, and, and psychology that if your data is self-reported, by the subject, you have garbage data. You you mostly think what would be acceptable to others is right. the answer you give. Happens in political polls. Isn't that too. interesting? Is that yeah. what you did, Michael? Yeah. You were ashamed to say. I was ashamed to say it might have been five or six times. <laughs> if not higher. <laughs> wow. Look at him tiptoeing toward honesty. <laughs> All right. I'm disgusting. Inch by inch. 
<laughs> I'm using the same towel I used when I was 14 years old. That's a good <laughs> All right. More on the way. Uh, well, just stay here. Yeah. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm thinking of doing a feature. Maybe I'll do it on Twitter or someplace called Did You Eat Worse Than Me Today? Wow. Yeah. Actually, my brother might be even better at that, to put up against that. Like, take at the end of the day, take a look at what he ate and see if anybody ate worse than that. But like yesterday, mm-hmm. here, here's what I ate yesterday. I had, uh, well, first, I had like through almost four hours of Zoom calls with various doctors and therapists after working and a variety of other things. So it's just constant running around, stressful, pain in the ass stuff. And that uh, is enough to make a person completely insane. <laughs> and, but anyway, so I just running from one thing to another thing to another thing and having to make major decisions, all sorts of stuff. But so I went through drive through, got four cheeseburgers at McDonald's, and then I went home and washed that down with some chocolate birthday cake. So that was like oh. the major portion of my eating yesterday. Wow. And uh, I just I thought, does anybody, especially my age, eating as poorly as me? And how has my body just not stopped? Just said, all right, if you don't care, we don't care. Drop dead. <laughs> mm. You know, there's probably somebody out there that can best you. But, you know, I'm guessing they're like a 600 pound trucker or something like that. <sighs> I can't be. You know, I tell you what, I was thinking of you yesterday. I was fighting through one of those miserable situations. Where the tax guy says you've got to have this form. Oh. Had to do with a health savings account. Oh. And the benefits people at the, one of the fabulous uh, and patriotic American corporations that we're associated <laughs> with. <laughs> Theoretically, they have this form. Theoretically. 
Right. But you got to get signed in. I sign in to accounts that have that same user ID every day, every day. But apparently for this sub account, that user, that uh, password does not count. So it was a back and forth with benefits and HR with various uh, double authenticated sign in codes and the rest of it. And it was my my brilliant wife, myself. My iPhone, my iPad, and my MacBook all involved in it all fronts. It's like Mike Lyons is always talking about how you have to have the infantry and air support and artillery and tanks and logistics to, to, to win the war of getting this effing form. And I thought, there you are trying to deal with the fellas, and I salute you, uh, you scrambling parents everywhere. You it's know, not easy. You know, yeah, god dang it. It's like I mentioned the other day about trying to get my son on the hot lunch. He finally wants to eat the hot lunch, and it's a different website that uses a different login, that has a different password, that is a di- Of course no. it has a different login, because you can't have the Russians stealing the secrets of our fish net! <laughs> But I'm surprised nobody's made the argument, maybe I'll do this, because maybe it would help, that this has got to be especially tough on people with lesser education and lesser resources, people that don't have iPads and iPhones and college degrees and everything like that. How are they supposed to navigate this crap to take advantage of, you know, your various things that you can do in the modern world? you got to throw in people of color. If you don't, you're a fool. (laughs) Whatever it would take to try to streamline this stuff. Our native peoples have been shown to have 78% more trouble finding their yes. password yes. than white people. Throw yes. that in. Nobody will check it. Yes. Nobody checks any of this crap. There's I no data beyond it. I love that angle. I'm going to start yes. working that angle to see if I can get things fixed. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now to geopolitics, Jillian Turner on Fox News talking about the whole Cuban listening post is built oh, yeah. by China. The Pentagon denied that it exists what, do you a know, couple of days ago. Have you followed that whole story? Do you know what's going on there? Mm. I, I kind of missed that. That they were asked last week, said, no, that's not true. That reporting is false. And now yeah. we're saying it is true. What, what was that whole thing? Why don't we turn it over to the lovely red-haired Jillian Turner? From day one. Um, when we came in, uh, we took this issue seriously. The White House today confirms China has been operating a spy base inside Cuba for years. This is not a new development um, uh, that uh, that China has been uh, trying to uh, achieve uh, some intelligence gathering capabilities uh, in, in Cuba. The admission comes just four days after Kirby publicly shot down reporting about the spy base altogether. I'm saying we've seen the report. Uh, uh, it's not accurate. Secretary of State Antony Blinken insists the Biden administration's strategy for dealing with Chinese spying is working. I can't get into every step that we've taken, uh, but the strategy begins with diplomacy. Our experts assess that our diplomatic efforts have slowed down uh, this effort by the uh, the PRC. So the Wall Street Journal, I think it was the editorial board, weighed in over the weekend on why did the administration do that? Was that a strategy? Was that a negotiation? Were they actually unaware? Well, it's kind of similar to the whole spy balloon story. Um, Why are you pretending that it's not happening when people can look up in the air and see it? Yeah, I think it's it's different in a couple of ways. And this is a guess, but... 
they initially denied that report is inaccurate it's because it's not a new listening post. It's existed for quite some time. Um, so that's kind of a lawyerly denial. But I have a feeling that we were more onto it than we wanted China to know. Okay, gotcha. And when the report came out in the bureau, the reaction was, what? No, no, we don't know anything about that. That's not accurate. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they got together and figured, all right, we got to tell them, yeah, it's, it's been going on for a while. We're on to it. We know. Uh-huh. So we, so the Wall Street Journal has joined with uh, China and, and attacked the United States by disclosing what we knew. Well, if, uh, if there that are, was intentionally overstated, if there are news reports about something and then the White House says, no, it's not true, then a couple of days later says, yes, it is true. It's a pretty reasonable question to wonder what's going on there. No, it's not true. It is not a new listening post. It's an old listening post. Well, okay, yay. I feel better about things. They've been Joe spying Getty, on us for a long time. Joe Getty is installing a cooling place where he can store large amounts of wine and whiskey. No, it's been there a long time. It's that. You store whiskey in a cool place? Mm-hmm. Like wine? I didn't know yeah. that. Well, you don't have to. It's, it's absolutely, it uh, just looks nice. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, if you like it a little cool, look at that. It's already cool. Hmm. Anyway, but again, it's totally optional, folks. <laughs> okay. Numb your emotions in whatever way you see fit. <laughs> Moving along. Deal with your bad decisions of your past. <laughs> so many. So many. <laughs> so uh, I mentioned yesterday that Politico has a deeply reported that's a code for really, really long uh, article about our preparedness for a conflict with China. And uh, I, I almost was I was going to print it out to highlight it. And it was 44 pages long. And I hate trees. I really hate them. But I didn't see any <laughs> print out that much. Uh, but I did go through them. and electronically highlighted it for you. I found it so compelling and interesting. I'm going to hit you with some of it. I'll pause now and again for Jack to comment. But uh, the headline is the Pentagon is freaking out about a potential war with China because America might lose. Oof. And and they mention a bunch of, uh, they've done dozens of simulations with different factors, different variables to try to see how it would go and plan, uh, you know, by what we've learned from that. Uh, the war began the early morning hours with a massive bombardment, China's version of shock and awe. Chinese planes and rockets swiftly destroyed most of Taiwan's Navy and Air Force as the People's Liberation Army and Navy mounted a massive amphibious assault across the 100-mile Taiwan Strait. Having taken seriously President Biden's pledge to defend the island, Beijing also struck preemptively at U.S. and allied air bases and ships in the Indo-Pacific. The U.S. managed to even the odds for a time by deploying, by deploying more sophisticated submarines as well as B-21, B-2 stealth bombers to get inside China's air defense zones. But Washington ran out of key munitions in a matter of days and saw its network access severed. The United States and its main ally, Japan, lost thousands of service members, dozens of ships, and hundreds of aircraft. Taiwan's economy was devastated. As a protracted siege ensued, the U.S. was much slower to rebuild, taking years to replace ships as it reckoned with how shriveled its industrial base has become compared to China's. One more. The Chinese just ran rings around us, said former Joint Chiefs Vice Chairman General John Hyten. Uh, They knew exactly what we were going to do before we did it. So, you know, so that goes through a, I don't know what the full timeline is of that, but at the end, you're already talking about rebuilding the military and stuff like that. But those early days, I think what's really interesting is what would, uh, what would public opinion be? 
So if that first couple of days or week, I don't know how, how long does that play out? How long does that take to play out the whole um, blowing up our ships and Japan's ships and killing thousands, everything like that? That'd probably happen. I'd probably unfold pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think public, I don't know. Maybe we'd rally around the flag and, uh, and, 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 and patriotism would be, you know, we, we can't put up with this. I don't know, but I could also see a very quick, why do we care about Taiwan response? Right. We just had 5,000 servicemen die. I don't care about Taiwan. I, I could see that reaction very quickly. That is, it's an excellent question slash I think, discussion. I think that might be the question. But it's not. I mean, it is. It is if you want to look at it that way. But the point of this whole article is if we need to make war, we can't. So the the public opinion thing with Taiwan specifically is is super interesting and important. But if you understand what I'm saying, if we can't sustain uh, an effort, none of that's going to matter. Because we're in a sucky, sucky position. I will plunge on. Dozens of versions of the above war game scenario have been enacted over the last few years, most recently in April. While the ultimate outcome in these exercises is not always clear, we do better in some than others, the cost is. In every exercise, the U.S. uses up all its long-range air-to-surface missiles in a few days. With a substantial proportion of its, uh, I'm sorry, substantial portion of its planes destroyed on the ground. In every exercise, the U.S. is not engaged in an abstract push-button war from 30,000 feet up, like the ones we've come to expect from the end of the Cold War, but a horrifically bloody one. Assume, and that's assuming it doesn't go nuclear. And I don't think it would. So that's an interesting thing with, uh, with, with nuclear weapons is that, uh, you know, they're so off the table because of, in fact, I've got a story coming up a little bit later. Yesterday was the anniversary of a close call back in the 80s that they think would have killed a 100 million people in mm-hmm. like an hour. I mean, because just so the point being that a nuclear exchange is so freaking damaging, I don't think we would go there. So we would lose so quickly in a more traditional way. That is that is really troubling. So uh, getting back to the problem of how ready we are, and this is straight out of the uh, globalists sold globalism and defeated nationalism for a long time file. Um, and it's scary. The problem come, has come into sharp relief only in the last few years as Russia invaded Ukraine, leading to a prolonged war that has drained U.S. munition stockpiles. And China dramatically escalated both its military spending and aggressive rhetoric toward Taiwan. In the last year, the U.S. has allocated nearly $50 billion in security aid to Kiev, uh, possibly cutting further in, into its deterrent against China. That's why some people on the right side of the aisle are, are very skeptical about it. Um let me get to the uh da, da, da. so our stockpile of munitions is not nearly good enough there's a recognition of the challenge that goes to the top of the pentagon but across the board and there's more talk than action said seth jones former obama era defense official who compiled a key report but a swift response may not be possible in large part because of how shrunken the u.s manufacturing base has become since the cold war all of a sudden washington is reckoning with the fact that so many parts and pieces of munitions planes and ships it needs are being manufactured overseas including in china that's unbelievable that is unbelievable to have a war with china we're gonna have to buy parts from china gee do you think they'll sell them to us yeah so uh so the war starts and then we got to get on the phone with china like three days into the war hey we uh we need a new shipment 
of like parts for planes and boats and stuff. And we're totally out of missiles, so can you hurry? (laughs) We would like to expedite those. Yeah, that's something. Wow. Among the deficiencies, components of solid rocket motors, shell casings, machine tools, fuses, and precursor elements to propellants and explosives, many of which are made in China and India. Beyond that, skilled labor is sorely lacking, and the learning curve is steep. The U.S. has slashed defense workers to a third of what they were in 1985, a number that's remained flat and seen some 17,000 companies leave the industry. And commercial companies are leery of the Pentagon's tangle of rules and restrictions. Then they go into some details. But the point is, industrially, we are woefully, tragically, almost hilariously unprepared for prolonged conflict. And as uh, Seth Jones, uh, that uh, Obama-era defense official, put it, he said, I'm hearing a lot of talk about this, but no action. Yeah, and uh, so that's troubling. And then, like I said, I don't know that we'd ever get up to a prolonged conflict. We'd get our ass kicked in like a day, and public opinion would say, I don't want to. We shouldn't be fighting this fight. So then we would just we would just be living with, I mean, you talk about a shock to the world and to our view of ourselves. All of a sudden, we ain't, we ain't number one. We're a long way from number one. And, uh, and, and we just have to kind of stay in our place and mind our P's and Q's because there's a bigger, tougher country out there. Yeah, we're the world's greatest baseball team, but we only have one wooden bat. And once that bat's gone, we don't know what to do. We've got to build a bat factory, and that's going to take like 10 years. Wow, that is troubling. That's extremely troubling. And then is I've... there real leadership in Washington that can you know, inform and mobilize the country to deal with this? Well, and is it too late? Because I've read a number of articles about China might be thinking... Well, the United States is waking up to the fact that we can kick their ass right now. We better do it now before they get better and stronger. Right, right. Well, and, and that's absolutely true. I would counter that even if that happens, China gets Taiwan. Uh, let's be ready before they get Japan or Australia Oof. or the Philippines. Oof. Wow. That's good stuff right there. Troubling, but very interesting. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, 
I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So Joe brought up Hunter Biden's laptop and how there's a website where you can look at the pictures and we're getting a bunch of texts from people saying everybody must be trying to get into the website to look at it because it's really hard to, to, to get it to log on to the thing. It broke the internet. Who put it up there? Why is it up? Some dude. I don't know. To get clicks. <laughs> Bunch of pictures of a guy smoking crack and such. Well, the Although I haven't looked yet. The president's son naked and smoking crack with a gun and a hooker. I mean, that's, I mean, I can see the appeal. It's kind of tawdry and interesting. But that's only a big night. I don't make know. Make sure that... to mix in a couple of glasses of water. Or you'll be hung over, son. I, I would check that out, I, but I don't need to see a lot of naked Hunter Biden to kind of get the gist of it before I would want to move on to something else. So Katie Green, our beloved uh, news person and producer, has been scanning this as a newswoman. She was duty-bound to take a look. What have you observed? Uh, when they say they redacted the, the penis, yes, they using redacted lightly, they, they went into Microsoft Paint and grabbed the paintbrush and just kind of squiggled over everything so it's very much his his junk and there's a lot of it i didn't even know you could take this many pictures of it down there um there's there's pictures of him holding a prescription bottle with a handful of pills his meth vape him hitting that him smoking crack in that immersion tub remember that story from a while back but did you so is this that was he just rolling video constantly and these are stills from the video or was he how how I can't even figure the situation where these pictures were, would exist. It's a mixture of both. You can tell that some of them are screen grabs from a video and others he, he is obviously taken to send to some lucky gal. <laughs> His bow at that time. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Some lucky gal. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of live photos, which I'm not going, I am on my computer for work. So I heart, I apologize, but some of them are live. I don't know if they could redact a, a moving image. So I'm not going to click on those. A lot of screen grabs from text messages. Does he have that Ukrainian energy company tattooed on his penis or anything like no. that? Oh, see, now you're asking me to get too close. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Um, that's just, I just, I just can't imagine a lot. Of course, I'm not a crack addict and I don't know many practicing crack addicts but it just seems so weird to me that you'd have pictures of you doing Ill- illegal tawdry things i mean most people don't you don't you try to hide that and then hang you know, on your laptop and just keep it and then drop it off at some <laughs> repair shop with all the photos and videos in there that is so out of control yeah, yeah that's literally out he's out of his mind what's really disturbing is there's all these 
penis pictures and women and breasts and all that. And then every 20th photo, it's like a family photo. Right. And then, you know, obviously nieces or nephews or whatever. Oh. It, th- this guy's sick. You know, I, I get, like, rolling video on your encounter with a prostitute just because, you know, someday you might want to relive those warm memories. But <laughs> wow. me just sitting around smoking crack? Oh, hey, probably you ought to get a shot of this, uh, me vaping meth or smoking crack or whatever. Thanks for taking one for the team, Katie. Yeah. Glad I didn't have to see it. Uh, in the limited time we have, I wanted to get to uh, a female ESPN broadcaster who's under fire, as she said, women's sports ought to be for women. How dare she engage in such a hateful, hateful belief. Wow. Uh, but this instead, uh, if you've ever seen Monty Python's uh, The Life of Brian, it has a number of vignettes uh, about a, a guy who existed at the same time as Jesus, and people decided maybe he was the Messiah. He hated the idea. He kept trying to tell them he wasn't. Uh, but it's it's uh, essentially a, a, an excuse for a bunch of comedy sketches. And this is one of them. Uh, we'll let you listen to it, and I'll bet you can guess where the objections are coming from. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies! Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus gonna just take? You're gonna keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What's the point of finding for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. Wow! How prescient was that? So there's a stage version of this and they want him to take that scene out? Is that what's happening? Yeah, indeed. It's being adapted for the stage because it's an incredibly popular and hilarious movie and... um and uh, John Cleese has said, no, I'm not cutting that scene. Absolutely not. Uh, Cleese tweeted about it, and some people interpreted it to mean he was cutting the scene. No, he was saying people are demanding I cut the scene. This is What's a, interesting, yeah, go ahead. This is a tough one for lefties. First of all, your university types love Monty Python. They also love that movie because it mocks Christianity to a certain extent. Yet it's got this trans scene in it. So how is it going to come out? Yeah. Well, he's saying no. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to cut anything. What's interesting is that Rob Reiner is reportedly working on the reboot. He's the champion, of course, of the left in Hollywood. Meathead. Um, they mentioned a number of uh, comedians who've said similar things to Cleese, Chris Rock. Uh, Ricky Gervais, etc., supporting him. Well, not supporting him directly, but they have the same point of view. What is the, the director point? Of the, <laughs> the director of the classic comedy Airplane observed that humor is being squeezed out of Hollywood, and the movie today would have virtually every joke removed. David Zucker called it the death of creativity. Wow. 
Of course, Cleese could always just use the line from Brian's mother in the movie, he's a very naughty boy. Now piss off. Jack Armstrong <laughs> and Joe. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.